We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of We're Not Dead. Did I butcher that? How do I- no, you were right. You're just not confident. Say it once more time. <clears throat> One more time with gusto. Welcome to episode 63 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Live. I am your sickly co-host, not your Ming host, bitch, but Sex yes. McGee, <laughs> and I am joined by Nick Voodoo. I thought we're supposed to wait for the end of the show for the podcast to go off the rails. This is not a good start. Oh, it hasn't. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been trying to record for the past half an hour, but a certain someone by the name that rhymes with Dick, uh, their podcast, their laptop was fucked up or something. I don't know what happened. Your name doesn't rhyme with Dick. Shut up. What? <laughs> anyway, we, <laughs> we have a guest with us, which is always amazing and awesome because it puts the pressure off of us. Hello. Tom. <gasps> How it? How are you people? We're fantastic. We're happy you're here. It makes things less awkward for us. (laughs) We're obviously insane. Because I I make it more awkward. Go ahead. No, that's great. So Tom is a member of the forum. He's more of a lurker. His username is ZombieBane. So shout out to ZombieBane. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom, why don't you tell us a little bit about We're Alive, how you got hooked, zombies, why you love them, favorite character. Just tell us the good shit. Well... I'm kind of uh, born and raised on uh, zombies because it's Pittsburgh. And anything that happens in Pittsburgh, you are raised on it like, oh my god, it's so great. But um, yeah, definitely I've uh, been following zombies for a while. But the Where Alive started probably about halfway through the first chapter. A friend of mine uh, turned me on to it, and I started listening to it. And... Yeah, ever since I've been uh, pretty hooked and uh, twisting people's arms and being like, hey, you got to check us out. But that's how I got started. Have you converted any listeners? Oh, yeah. Uh, quite a few, actually. And I make sure they're up on it, too. <laughs> Who would you say is your favorite character? Um, well, I mean, I feel like it's almost cliche now, but Bert. Uh, yes. I like Bert, you know, gro- you know growly voice, uh, gravelly. Kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of my dad, you know? He's like, uh, you know, hey, don't be, you know, Captain tells you to burn down the build, you burn down. That's kind of <laughs> That's <hurts>. better <laughs> than my burn impression I've done before. Well done. <laughs> but, uh, Very cool. What yeah. would you say so far has been your favorite moment in the We Are Alive series? Wow. I think that was probably the finale of season three so far. Mm. And I really like this uh, past episode um, because, because it kind of pulled in you know, who is Bill Roberts, right? Mm -hmm. And it got you thinking. And uh, so I really like this uh, past episode, but definitely the uh, finale of season three. And even when um, Kalani was um, with the helicopter and, Mm -hmm. you know, they, Mm -hmm. you know, executed his daughter, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, There's been a lot of, like, really cool moments, uh, to say the best. They're really cool moments. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think for me, and it kind of sounds like for you, is when everything kind of comes together, you get, like, that new tidbit of information. It's like, oh, speculation city. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, for a while, I didn't like Kalani. And then after you went through his diary, then he liked Kalani. You know, that's pretty cool. 
I didn't like Kalani, and then I met Kevin Flood, and I'm like, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah, that worked out pretty well, I would say. All right, man. Well, yeah, like you said, who is Bill Roberts or William Isaac Roberts? That's kind of the question of the night. We do have a few topics to go over beforehand, and that'll just be kind of the, the real meat and potatoes of this sandwich. The meat and girth, meat if you and will. Meat and girth. That's what I was looking for. Meat and girth. Meat and girth. All right. So the first thing we are going to talk about, well, obviously... Like, we don't obviously go through all the recaps and do all that. But, Nick, how would you say, in two sentences, summarize this episode? This episode was an exploration into Radon Labs, and it was epic amounts of amazing balls awesome. Word. That was two sentences. Okay, no, that that works. All right, so one of the first things we have um, is something from Nathan Louise. And he says, interesting observation. In 23-1, where Michael sees Randy outside of the tower, Stephen comments on the zombies that are following him. He says, quote, a few of those were burned. Did you see that? Nathan says, burns because of the chemicals? And then Witch Hunter responded and said, I've always thought it was from the fire of the arena or maybe even the war with the Maulers. But hey, with new info. So what do you think about that, Tom? Well... I think it's probably from the chemicals. I mean, it's pretty clear it was highlighted that the chemicals burn. Uh, one of the things, I have a question about the uh, website. Who puts in the um, input for rayon versus radon? Because that's a big difference. And I hear radon, but it's... it's- it's spelled R-A-Y-D-O-N. However, radon, R-A-D-O-N, redirects to it on purpose. Because radon is a um, is a gaseous, um, what do you say, like uranium. Uh, um, it's radioactive, mm-hmm. and it's a gas. And that starts to fit right. very closely, very quickly. And it was used um, in the early 20th century as kind of a quack um, medicine. So I started wondering, right. hmm, I wonder if this play has anything to do with this story, or am I completely off? The I'm not going to say you're completely off because I'm not KC, so I can't definitively answer. However, if you are on the forum, which is www.zombiepodcast.com slash forum, we do create hyperlinks for things that people write. So if you were to type in... Uh, you know, Michael, it's going to hyperlink directly to mm-hmm. Michael's wiki page. Same with Radon Labs. It's supposed to be spelled R-A-Y-D-O-N. If you spell it R-A-D-O-N, it's going to redirect to the same wiki page on purpose. Mm. Uh, because we tried to make it so that people would always get be able to get to the wiki page, even if you spell it wrong. Got it. That makes sense. So that's that's no bigger Illuminati theory other than <laughs> it's to make it so that people can find the stuff easier. Now that is not to say that the play on words to get to the element radon in the periodic mm-hmm. table wasn't a purposeful thing that Casey did because I'm sure mm-hmm. it was. Cuz that's what he does. That yeah. Wayland. Yeah, so his double entendres. <laughs> um so anyway, so you know this could very well like you're saying um be one of those things where you know, you, you listen to the entire series, you come back, and you pick up for bits and pieces that you never realized before, and you, oh, burns. Oh, yeah, because we know that this chemical does this and that. Yeah. Word. 
I'm more inclined to say, while the chemicals are an interesting point, I think it's a lot more interesting to think of the burns being from the arena being blown up than it is to be chemical burns. Mm -hmm. I understand the chemical reactions is the title of the chapter, and obviously we're supposed to be thinking that way. Uh, but I think back then, I think that the more immediate thing probably was going to be that. And, you know, not all the time when you see, like, a chemical burn. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think back to, like, Fight Club, you know, that's not a burn that you traditionally think of. Like, the the kiss on the hand that Brad Pitt gave Edward Norton. Um, you know, that's a different kind of burn. I don't know that uh, Steven, who was not exactly the brightest bulb in the tower Rest box, is going to necessarily be able to figure out a chemical burn versus a burn burn. So... Mm -hmm. I'd say Burn Burn from 23. All right. Speaking of Radon Labs, uh, PM Chalk has a theory. Perhaps Radon PMC may have been Hawk. trying to find a cure oh my or God. antidote for this, but instead stumbled on things that made it worse. I believe the chemicals that mix may have been what caused the gas at Ground Zero and why houses were burned down when Saul and Victor went there. Good old Radon Labs. No matter what, they've been up to no good. S say his name again? PMC Hawk. You win! I failed at first. Sorry, <laughs> people in your names. You did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what did he say? Because I stopped listening Whatever, after you said his name. Shut up. Okay. Um, <laughs> listeners, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm very hopped up on cold medicine, so that's my excuse. I have an excuse this week, unlike other weeks. So let's just roll with that. Anyway, PMC Hawk says, Perhaps Radon may have been trying to find a cure or antidote for this, but instead stumbled across things that made things worse. And he believes that the chemicals that mix may have been what caused the gas at Ground Zero and why houses were burned down. The only thing that I... And it was something I brought up sort of, sort of last week was I don't necessarily know that Radon purposefully created something because you're talking about cracks in the ground at ground zero so you know how how do they have enough power to be able to cause an earthquake explosion -y type thing um it, it my theory looks weaker after this episode because it seems like there's a lot more next level shit going on here than i thought originally but um i don't know about the houses at ground zero being radon uh, byproduct result type things. What do you think, Tom? Well, I hate thinking about the cracks because the cracks kind of keeps pushing, you know, your thinking to explosions. And I'm mm -hmm. just not sure what it will be. But then Saul, you know, can breathe there, right? And Saul has a uh, high uh, keratin 18. And we know high keratin 18 has some kind of for some reason, whether it's a byproduct or whatever, genetically, he has a resistance. And uh, his mother. One of the things that rests my hair out is they don't say, oh, I wonder if we're immune. But anyways, besides that. I know. Yeah, that, that got me too. You're not <laughs> like, it drives me nuts. When you, when you look up keratin-18, it has something to do with um, cell death a lot. I know there's something with the um, penile gland. Um, did you guys um, know what the penile gland is? It's just an on-off switch, basically, for hormones. And, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, does a myostat and stuff like that. But besides that, I was thinking, you know, I kind of wonder, like, what's the resistance? I mean, I kind of see um, Saul's mother um, saying, well, I can see her saying, maybe this isn't a resistance, right? Why 
because then anybody that would be turning would suddenly get a resistance to turning further, you know, once their keratin um, 18 got high. I kind of see that logic. I don't know. What do you guys think? I've, I feel like the keratin 18 elevation level, I don't... Um... My my view of it, generally speaking, right now at least, is that the level of keratin eighteen is what's resulting in in the turning, and once it gets to a certain level, you're so far gone. However, if whatever causes it is such a weakened strain that you're actually able to stop the cycle from happening and continuing ad nauseum until you actually turn, then I think that that's the that's what happened to both Saul and to to Tanya. So in that regard, I feel like there's not necessarily a cure as much as it is. You have to figure out exactly, you know, just, yeah. Um, so let's, let's go know. back to the, uh, radon labs thing just really quick. So for reference, can you guys remind the listeners, um, the distance between radon labs and the cracks at ground zero distance? We, I don't think we yeah, actually know I was going to say, I'm not sure. We know we're pretty close to um, Bert's gunshot, but I don't know. I don't know we how close we are to the cracks. Because what I was thinking, and now I obviously don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I could be completely balls off the, the rail here. But what if you know Radon Labs was making like this concoction, and what if they like flush it down the toilet? Are there pipes that would lead the residential area to get to a main sewer pipe or something, and they just got I, in there and then like kapuya and exploded? In 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 theory, supposedly, yeah, maybe, but uh, we know that Bird's shop is east of Ground Zero, so yes, in theory, if they were draining out into the ocean and there was a pipeline that went that far, but I would assume, being a major city, there's a lot of treatment plants in, in between there, mm-hmm. and that, you know, generally speaking, California being a bunch of hippy-dippy sort of individuals don't want you to pollute the ocean as much as, say, some people might want to. Um, I'd assume there's probably laws to prevent you from dumping directly into the ocean anyway. So, I don't know. I mean, there could be a pipeline. Uh, someone was saying like a cistern yeah. uh, that we spoke about last week may have ruptured and exploded. But um, I don't think that there would be... And the way they describe that office, I don't think that radon's actually you know, all that big into having a dumping ground. It sounds like they were in the middle of an office complex. So, it's not like they have this big warehouse that's like cordoned off with barbed wire and would have like guard towers and shit like that it was just mm-hmm. sort of like a you know an office building it just happened to hold radon labs and some uh like loading dock that may have had some chemicals in it that melted a little one well, i guess we'll find out sooner or later that's all we know hope so it's a theory um let's take a second and before we jump into the big kahuda the meat and girth of this episode uh let's talk about that bearded zombie fuck um, SC Bubba says, Randy and zombie maker Roberts are in cahoots. Randy, the smart one, was the courier mission because he could read, which means someone else has mastered writing, follow directions to a location, and figure out how to find specific things with big science-y names. And on the contrast, we got an email from a guy named Ron, who says, I just wanted to point out that last week the idea was proposed that Randy and Pinstripes weren't necessarily working together. I happened to be re-listening through Season 3, and right before the zombies attacked the colony in Chapter 35, Victor and Saul both mentioned a zombie with long hair and a beard. Later on, they mentioned, mentioned Pinstripes, who I believe opens the colony gate. 
I don't know the way I imagined it. I always saw Randy as pinstripe second in command. Now, Tom, with this episode, do you think anything's changed? Where's your stance on this? I think Randy is probably against pinstripe. Randy um, is a smart one, and he's trying to come up with a cure, and that's why he was taking uh, Saul's mother, because he figured out that she was um, she was resistant. Yeah, yeah, she is immune. And I'm starting to think, you know, I think he might be acting on his own. I don't know why we don't know how um, Michael knows him. But I'm getting this feeling he's not working with, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. William Isaac yeah. Roberts or Bill. Yeah, Bill. We don't even know. Ink or, I, yeah, yeah. that would so be many. an awesome, that'd be an awesome twist. I'd like that. You know, like a happy, friendly zombie. I mean, I feel like right now, you know, we've always assumed from the get-go that Randy's kind of on a bad guy. So for him to be, you know, a zombie, that's awesome and cuddly. That would be awesome. Nick, what do you think? Well, I, I think the other part of it is that... Uh, what you have to consider is Michael's reaction to Randy, mm-hmm. and it's a very negative one. And while Michael is not the most reliable source, because, you know, no one in the story is really truly, truly reliable in terms of their information, per se, um, Michael's reaction is a bad one. And we, for, you know, 99% of the listening audience, inherently trust Michael as our narrator and as our guide through the story. And if he says that Randy's someone that he wants to put two in the chest and one in the head, it's, it's hard to refute the logic that he's mm. not a great I guy. Mean, okay. I would love look at to it be like, wrong. What, what does Michael have to go off of though, that he would think Randy's a good guy and B, if Randy really was a good guy, would it be too cliche if Randy spoke in zombie talk, if he can even speak, it'll be like, I'm your friend or something. Okay. Let me, let me be devil's <laughs> advocate for a sec. Right. Um, <laughs> So let's say I'm Ink and I control all these zombies and Randy, I'm going to send you to get this drug that I really need for these experiments, but go alone. I'm not going to send an army of zombies with you to protect you. Just go alone and try it. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's, he's never been alone. He's not once been seen by himself. He's always had smart ones or ones that are capable of, what was he uh, when following he, directions around him? When he dropped the bottle, I thought he was alone. He was alone, but there was other ones around him. So whether you believe he was alone and the other ones followed him, or it was he was alone and that was a trap mm. that he led them into, yeah. that's a debatable point, I would guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out. So, are we ready to tackle the Kahuna, the William the Isaac kahuna. Roberts? I loved it. I, I posted on the on on the forum that my favorite part of it was the the W.I. Roberts and I just had this flashback to reading through Harry Potter and the note for R.A.B. and I was like, oh, I know who it is. <laughs> I got the you know it's funny because when Saul was like Radon Radon that sounds familiar. Where's that from? And then you know, know everyone else is like Roberts Roberts that sounds so familiar. We're like, come on guys, haven't you listened to your own story like thirty times I know. in a row by now? <laughs> oh my god, just connect the dots, you please. You're killing us. <clears throat> so I'm gonna run through a few theories that we got on the forum first, and then we can go through our own. But I want to get through some of these. 
Um, so which doctor believes that in the event things went down? Because he says, dang, how long was that police tape on the door? He says there was an arrest. He thinks there was a trial. And he thinks the zombie day went down. So that's one thing. Um, foot butt. Foot butt? Foot, foot, foot butt. Foot. Uh, whatever. <laughs> foot butt. Oh my god, it's not even like spelled weird. Foot, it's foot butt. Foot butt. I know, but I don't know. I'm having a heart. I have name issues. Okay, he says, or she says, my conclusion. It says, Bill Roberts was a researcher technician for Radon Labs before he went on his killing spree. I think his connection for, to the zombies is only of their evolution enhancements, new breeds. Plus that whole leader of the pack thing he's got going on. Ugh. If the smarter you are in life, the smarter you are in death holds true, then possibly your memories are intact, given that you're smart crazy enough, thus Ink's ability to use his former research to enhance his zombie army. We have a theory from Hardcore. In the newscast back in Chapter 2, Roberts was referred to as just Bill Roberts and not Dr. William or Bill Roberts. So here's my guess. Old Dr. Ink was cooking something nasty in his lap and got caught doing it. Ethics violations and police inquiries follow, and pretty soon Dr. Inc. is sitting in a jail cell, slowly losing his connection to reality. He rigs himself up a nice prison tattoo gun and starts covering himself in signs and symbols related to his research, thinking back to the Chapter 27 artwork. The victims' families that were mentioned in Chapter 2 were the families of Dr. Inc.'s patients who probably came to him thinking they were taking part in some sort of drug trial and ended up as guinea pigs. Alright, so we'll stop with those two for now. Go! I, Gee, thanks for th- throwing us into the deep end on that one. <laughs> you got to start there. There's so many things to grab onto. Um, the the thing with hardcore that I like is that um, one of the things that like if for those that are old enough to remember Jack Kevorkian, he wasn't always called you know Doctor Jack Kevorkian. It was just you know Kevorkian. Mm-hmm you know, Jack Kevorkian. It wasn't always Dr. Jack Kevorkian. Somehow when you get accused of murder or euthanasia, sometimes people lose the formality of your name. Um, and that's potentially what happened here. So I'm not, and cause that's another theory. I'm not sure if you're planning on bringing it up that, um, it's a father-son tandem. It was like mm-hmm. Father Bill Roberts, and then there's the son, Ink, yeah. who's Before the misfit to, or whatever. Before we get to that topic, cause that's a whole nother All right. One. So then I'll leave that go for now. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, there's a form, there's sometimes an informality with, uh, news broadcasts, especially when you get to the local level. Sometimes it's very informal on occasion where people will like jump up and celebrate because they're watching something else on a monitor and they aren't really paying attention to the newscast they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, just go watch things around like sports playoff time and it's bound to happen. What about you, Tom? I, I basically agree with, um, that pass, um, hypothesis. Because mm-hmm. I I think it's too much of a coincidence. The only way I could see the son-father thing is, again, I'm going to bring it back to biology. Um, the high keratin um, 18 is also associated with a lot of, like, different cancers. And I was like, wow, well, I don't know, maybe, you know. But, but see, the, the difference is if it was a young kid, they wouldn't be talking about it's the same way. They wouldn't be mentioning his name. They wouldn't be saying, you know, he pleads um, insanity. And that also sound like a Raymond. Like some people were saying, oh, well, this is a court trial. He's already been sentenced. It's like, no, that's an arraignment. You know, um, how do you plead? This is in the very beginning of being arrested. Um, there wasn't a year before um, they took him to the mental hospital. 
Um, I think it's the same person, uh, personally. I think it is weird that they didn't play up the drama, especially uh, in today's news. Uh, the way they do, they sensationalize things, you know, Dr. Death. I, I, I realize that Nick's right about the Kevorkian thing, you know, Jack and, you know, everything else they uh, called him. But I was thinking about that, and I was like, Man, you know, I just can't see that nowadays. I don't know. Uh, you mean, like, why wasn't it publicized more as, in the world? As Dr. Um, Roberts, you know, why is it Bill um. Robert, William Roberts? Well, it was Bill Roberts. Story's it sake, William. man. Cliffhanger's sake. I know. You know. Well, and then the, the, <laughs> other, the other part that uh, is interesting that you're bringing up in terms of arraignment versus actual trial uh, and conviction already is that at that point, you know, police tape doesn't stay on doors forever. Eventually, they're going to release the location. If that tape has still been up there, then maybe it is right in the beginning of it. So. Mm-hmm. Potentially, maybe that's the reason why we saw the police tape, because otherwise the timing is really kind of off that, you know, the police have cordoned off this office and they've done nothing with it for, you know, a cannibal trial or whatever, potentially, you know, blah, 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 whatever he was actually accused of. Um, those take a while. And it just seems odd that that would be still a cordoned off police area in the middle of an office building. Yeah. What? Gosh, I'm going I'm to butcher this, but I remember I read a... Th- uh, theory on the forum and someone had mentioned that someone had done some work for uh, the government area 51 and that their office was cornered off for a very very long time i mean i think that's more of a stretch i think you two are actually on you know on the same page as i am i think it was in the beginning and that would make sense for the police tape so let's do a little f- a few more theories one's from liam carrington radon labs did experiments on people especially mentally ill people to cure them dr wi roberts wanted to help his brother to do so, he had to violate some rules, and police got all of the attention they needed to break into his territory. Bill Roberts was on his way back to his mental facility after he had some more tests from Radon on him. When the Z-pocalypse struck, for whatever reason, Bill Roberts turned into ink, the one with the markings, the colored ones, Super Zom, and because he was one of the smarter ones, some of his concussions were saved. So some of his consciousness were saved. Okay. And he started remembering the Radon Labs facility. So he sent some of the smart ones and guys like Randy there. Maybe he too was there. But to do exactly what? Um, I mean, I could, I don't know, because he's like, then something happened Mm -hmm. and he turned into ink. You know, I guess I would need more concrete evidence. Yeah, but the problem is that he was ink before Z-Day because we have him at court before Z-Day at at an arraignment or whatever that case may be. So he can't have turned on Z-Day and still been arrested and been ink on Z-Day. Mm-hmm. All right. That, that's my only That's my only issue. And here's a father-son theory, and then we can dive a little bit further into it. First says, I do not think that Bill Roberts and Dr. William Roberts are the same person. For something to get to court takes a while, even a murder, much less simple murders. Also, if he was doing some naughty human testing. I don't think they would have police taped that room off for a year or more. I guess how long would it have been to arrest instead of trial? That end, it was pointed out that he was referred to on the DVR as Bill Roberts. They would have still called him doctor regardless of what he did. My guess is that the one of the markings in pinstripe suit are father and son. The one with the markings is Bill and pinstripe is Dr. Roberts. That is if they are different people. My theory is that the one with the markings may have been sickly and daddy was trying to make him better. Side effect was aggression. Would explain why there was a nest in the arena as well as the hospital. Yeah, I, I mean, I... Can only kick a dead horse so much, but you know, yeah, it's just I, I feel like I just broke the. I think I just broke another rib on that horse. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just fascinating all the different uh, theories we're getting. And I texted Casey and I called him Sly Bastard. I'm like, you, I know you're getting a kick out of this. You, you, you know, he, he's, it's awesome because he's given all this information out slowly. He's trickling it in. And oh, yeah. so everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's cool because all these theories could potentially play out. So... Yeah, and he was post. He also posted on the forum, and because you and I, Britt, have have chronicled Casey's needling of the forum for a while now, and he's doing it in his ever so glorious <coughs> manner, saying, "Ah, you know, everyone pretty much posts something, and you know, some of you are right on the mark. Mm-hmm. Just no one's put it all together yet." Yeah, that's so cool. It's like, you bastard. Let's talk. Before, um, I mean, that's kind of all the main theories I got because we can only go so much. But I still have more stuff to talk about. Nick, don't you cut yeah, me off. Uh, no, no, I was going to say as long as you're talking about the evolution of the little ones, then uh, yeah, let's absolutely we can bring that up. move away from theories. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about these weird-ass words that were brought up. That Tom, you're a very eloquent person. I feel like you can pronounce these perfectly. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to attempt them because God knows I can't even say forum names. So let's, and because let's talk it's about hilarious. the and zazzles and full of sinzels that were, <laughs> that were brought up. Um, so Puck mentioned somatropin. Somatropin? Somatropin. Anyway. Probably somatropin. Somatropin. Okay, that's most commonly called a human growth hormone. Stan solzolzolol. S T N S O Z O L. Favorite part of the podcast. It's a testosterone derivative, and folistin, 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 yeah. and is that's the one that Full-statin, uh, regulates apparently muscle growth in mice. It's been studied to do that. So way over my head. You guys want to hash this one out? <laughs> Help. I think that if you put the combination of them together, it explains a decent chunk about how, say. Uh, behemoths are formed. Yes. It would explain how little ones are now formed in that they get to a certain point and then they're stopped somehow from exploding like a behemoth does. Ew. Uh, you know, not exactly that exploding, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a human growth hormone and then you throw um, testosterone into the mix and, and I'm I'm going to generalize and I'm going to use football players as the generalization. I don't mean this as an insult this way. So try not to take it that way. Um, Put human growth hormone into a big, strong athlete that's already big and strong by themselves. They get even bigger and stronger. Uh, And then you add testosterone onto it. Testosterone, gee, I don't know, kind of makes people a little more aggressive and angry because it's that's sort of what its entire purpose is. And then if you put the stop to it and stop the cycle, sort of like, you know, what professional athletes do when they are deciding to cheat the game, uh, you put a stop to it and then maybe that explains how we get a little one. However, maybe that's why this little one that we encountered that was a little bit bigger, maybe that's why it's been so important that they get back to the zombies get back to radon labs is that they thought they perfected their formula for the little ones and it didn't work. And now they're growing out of control again. And they're becoming behemoths again. Mm. What say you, Tom? Um, definitely all three of those happen to do with, um, you know, gro- growth hormones in some way um, as as far as growing. And there was there ever like a description? I'm pretty sure there was that the behemoths were hairless. Is that right? Mm. Or am um, I crazy? You may not be crazy. I've always pictured them as hairless. 
hairless and so rubbery. I, That's how yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought there there was something like, sort of and, like the Incredible Hulk, except he grew out of his hair too, instead of just his shirt. And and follistatin um, has something to do with uh, follicle uh, growth as well, which is kind of interesting. Which kind of tells you that is being used on behemoths, right? Um, is it's it's another piece, anyways. It kind of says, okay, we're using mm-hmm. this on behemoth. Um, that kind of gets me back to this is a military. It was originally a military thing. It was never a good thing, and I don't know what happened with uh, Roberts, why he's infected, but um. Yeah, I, I don't what what are the little ones though? Are those infants? In 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 my in my twisted mind, I was like, oh well, maybe they're impregnating, you know, women and taking the fetuses and starting there. Like, what? How do you become a a small one be, to begin with? Is it children? They may have started that way, but I mean, we also saw throughout the entire Boulder Irwin episode that. It doesn't matter. They they have the ability to turn you into one of them, one of the little ones anyway. So it could just so happen be that the ones that they started with in order to try and contain that growth, because, you know, there's only so much a little body can grow. They started off with a little one, like a, a child or a <laughs> midget, um, and they just were able to control it. And now it's just too much and they can't control it anymore I, re- I really don't know i don't understand how we go from a little one that is you know a little pygmy size or what have you all the way up to something that's like six foot tall statuesque muscular and can mess you the hell up i i thought the uh soldier and boulder went right to a uh, behemoth like immediately i didn't know that anybody i don't i don't know if there's ever been an observation that like somebody was turned into a little one. Mm, pretty sure that's the problem that happened at Irwin was they all turned into the little ones, which is why they couldn't control it and why they lost. Okay. Like all of Colorado. Okay. That was my understanding of it. I could be wrong. No, I could be wrong too. I mean, we all could be wrong. That's the beauty of this podcast, ladies and Damn gentlemen. Damn it, Britt. Why didn't you just go and say, no, I'm totally right. Experts. You should just believe me. <laughs> we are a very professional zombie expert podcast. And it's official. Casey has said that we are the expert. No, he hasn't done that. Thank God. <laughs> it's, it's like the uh, most complicated the zombie-like story ever. It's all Casey's yeah. fault. It's all and that's what makes fault. it so awesome. Blame Casey for all of this. Um, if you guys are ready to move on, I just have a few more things. If you guys want to keep yep. talking about the uh, little ones and the mutations and the very complicated chemicals or whatever they are. I'm good. Again, the only thing that I have to say is that it's, it's very strange that we have seen, you know, relatively, we have seen 12 little ones all looking relatively the same with their nice long claws, their all their super enhanced abilities, but now they're growing again. And they're bigger. So I don't really know what to make of that other than, again, the chemicals are coming back into play all of a sudden and Radon Labs just popped up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe it is just that they had a winning formula that they thought and then it just isn't working anymore. And the chemical reactions within the bodies are going out of control again and making behemoths, which is not what uh, the one with the markings wants. Oh, because they're just like uh, the boomers from, except they don't explode, like you said. Boomers from Left 4 Dead. That's not good for anyone. 
All right, New. cold medicine is kicking in, ladies and gentlemen, so let's try to get this going. Um, Fair enough. We have a quick comment from Zombie Wildfire who says, Why are there so many broken bottles of the products, and why are the labs so messed up? Has there been some sort of altercation between Randy and whoever resides in the lab? I feel like we kind of touched base on the whole, you know, Randy Inc. relationship. As far as the broken bottles, you think that was just someone going in there with a mad spell and they're like, wow, I need yeah. to destroy everything. And I, I need to find what I need to find. Yeah. And if it's not what I'm looking for, then you're in the way. Kaput. Kaput. You agree with that, Tom? Or do you have your own theory? No, I agree with that. That's a pretty kind of yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and just because we have a comment from Smokey Zombified. He says, as the leader and only member of the Anthony Robbins fan club, I am happy to announce that despite being fat, Robbins has survived this chapter. Free beers for everyone. I have yet Ooh. to see any free beer. And neither have I. So I'm holding you to that smoky zombified. Um, and this is a funny little comment from Evie Bay. <laughs> there are reports of young men using Preparation H before bodybuilding events or even before going into a nightclub for spot treatment to get a more ripped or toned look. However, the ingredients would actually make one's muscles look smaller as it constricts nearby blood vessels that feed blood and fluid to the area of use. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a funny comment, but it's something, you know... Maybe maybe Bill Roberts, assuming he's the head of all this, was like, hey, I want my zombies to look buff as fuck, so I'm going to rub <laughs> butt cream all over them. Hey, explain why they're so angry. I, I, <laughs> this is why no one takes me seriously. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I, I love the interaction of all the soldiers, despite the fact, like, the music in the episode was very, very tense, and it was very, it made me feel like tightness in my chest the entire episode. I was... Mm -hmm listening to it because it was like, oh, something's going to happen. Something good's going to happen. And this whole time, they're carrying on like, yeah, butt cream. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of what like, made this episode so great. Like like Nick, obviously, the music was really great. It was a very tense episode. But the characters, for me, are what really make it. And to see them all interact, they all it's like a really good RPG. That's how I'm kind of envisioning it right yeah. now. You know, all the characters are so distinct. They all stay to, true to their personalities and just to see them interact even in this sort of situation. You know, the banner <coughs> between Robbins and Puck is just brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, For future predictions, the now what? We have an email from Peter Gambino. That's an amazing name. He says, mm -hmm. hey guys, this is a really great episode. I would like to send this email just to focus on predictions. Number one, for the next time, Bert and Riley have been captured by Scratch and her crew. They have the radios and are listening into everything CJ and Michael have been doing up until this point. Likely, not likely, one to ten being um, like ten is like it's happened, and one is being like it's never going to happen. I'm saying one. One, Tom. I'm saying one. Yeah, I'm one or two. I man, I, I'd We've, be really disappointed if they like got caught so quickly, so easily. I think it's kind of a yeah, and not only that, I think it'd be kind of a it's kind of the expected. Thing that you don't want to happen you know it'd be kind of cliche if they got caught and they're there i want something like not like that to happen yeah uh, i also feel i also kind of feel like if they're captured and they're listening to the radios that's going to the well three times now that's that's too much the radio listening in yeah i, I that's got that has got to be done now mm -hmm. all right please let it be done now number two this is a uh Bill Roberts prediction. William I. Roberts, M.D., to be exact. Father of Bill Roberts, a.k.a. Pink. <laughs> oh, I think he meant ink. <laughs> Typo. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Father and we Dr. Have a new Kane nickname. worked together and experimented on ink. 
The markings on Fink's body are... Okay, there's some autocorrect issues, but I'll just read it through and I'm sure we can get it. Okay. The markings on Ink's body are the symbols used to mix the chemicals. The hospital will play a big role in the up-and-coming episodes. The little one... And this is number three, his third prediction. The little ones will find a way to get into the colony. That is when I hope will save some of the people. I think that's hope will save some people. I, oh, hope will save some people. And if that's not true, then... Email us next week. Yep, please. Little we'll, ones we'll cannot see it. in the dark. That is the advantage hope has over them. Okay, there we go. I shouldn't read the next sentence. So, yeah, there you go. Hope can hope has an advantage over the little ones. Dun dun dun. So, anywho, yeah. Um, where do you guys want to see the just for the future? Do you want to see the story continue to follow the whole radon radon's lab shindig, or do you want to see it focus mostly on Bert and Riley or the colony CJ? I'm not so interested in the uh, colony, per se. Um, Burke and Riley might be kind of cool to jump and, uh, you know, hold some suspense. And uh, I have them doing, like, hunter tracker kind of thing on uh, trying to pick up on, you know, uh, Scratch. Um, I hate Scratch only because she is so good of a character to hate. You know, that mm-hmm. she's meant, you know, for you to hate, which is a great character. Um I think that'd be kind of fun and uh, tuck us away. If they went back to the colony, I feel like I'd be bored because it's just, I don't know, CJ just become annoying, um, authoritarian. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You guys? Yeah, and I'm digging all the, the raid on the labs, the zombie pieces. You know, uh, I feel like the Burr and Riley and Scratch thing is, you know, that's going to play out the way it's going to play out. But I feel like where we really have a bunch of questions is this whole zombie shit. So I'm fascinated to hear more about that. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Burt Riley, um, Burt Riley and Scratch thing is a very finite storyline. It's search and destroy, and that searching and searching in anything, any form of entertainment media. Unless you're, a, it's a video game and it's intended to be this way. Mm-hmm. Really boring to watch and really boring to pay attention to. So search and destroy when it's an audio drama is just a thousand times worse because you can't even see pretty scenery or something. Um, so I don't think that they're going to come into play in terms of a search. Um, if I were to guess, and going back to the everyone wants me to make like one good solid prediction for the next episode. Um, now that we have a name and now that it's on the tip of people's tongues that they should know the name and they should know this and they should know that. And it's like, oh, what is it? Oh, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that we go back to Dunbar. We reveal what we know about uh, Ink and we have a resident lawyer who may be able to recall who he is a little bit quicker and easier than they will. So I think we are going to go back to Dunbar in 40 40- port one and kelly's going to assist us connecting the dots potentially um now that being said this is going to be entirely wrong because we know how much casey likes to string things out mm-hmm. well there you go but we'd have we'd have confidence in yourself nick you know we are a professional i have absolute confidence that kelly's going to be the one that reveals who he is because she's the one that's most likely to have that right, information right, right. being being a part of the legal system granted we still don't know what kind of lawyer she is she could I don't know. She could be a patent lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll she, be like some she could be a patent troll. Patent. <laughs> she works for Apple and she's a patent troll lawyer. It's amazing. <laughs> she was in the process of suing Samsung when everything went down. It was terrible. 
Well, there was something yeah. about um, the way he was announced as a serial killer. They didn't announce that he was a serial killer. They announced that he um, was a mass murderer of some sort. I forget what the exact wording was, which, um, you know, because I went back and listened to it, which mm-hmm. made it different and made me think, okay, this is a doctor who was using patients and not a serial murderer like I was believing for the past, I don't know, three years, four years. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's it might be a good time to start going back and uh, re-listening again, pick up some things that you might have missed. Sadly and annoyingly, you got two weeks to do it. You got two weeks. Mm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that about does it for this episode. Yes? Well, so, sort of. Okay. The, the um, contest I mentioned last week, which you and I didn't really talk about at all, um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and officially implement it. How does that sound? Do you even know what I'm talking about, I have no, I have no fucking clue, so you run with it, man. Cool. So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, here is what we're going to do. We are going to have the Radon Labs commercial contest. <laughs> nice. uh, you need to write your best 30-second radio or TV spot for Radon Labs. If you are not audio inclined, you can do it in a script form for the radio or for TV as uh, just a script. Sort of act it out, time it out, um, and we will accept your submissions at we're not dead podcast at gmail.com. I remember the last time we did these script things. They were so fun to act out. Things got really awkward oh, and really weird a few times, but it was fun. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to have that to look forward to. But again, try to keep it to 30 seconds because uh, radio spots are nice and tight and quick and crisp and concise. Right on. Well, that's fine. The, the, wor- the world is your do oyster. It, do And I'll do yeah. some awesome like, announcements about it, too. So yay. So yeah, uh, we're not dead podcast at gmail.com. Um, not sure how long this is going to last. Let's say we will accept submissions until the end of this calendar year. So you have until, uh, the end of December to give us your submissions. We will be posting them and reading them and whatever throughout the next couple months. And then, uh, I guess we'll have you vote on your favorite. Yeah. So that way it's not just me and Britt deciding. You know, our acting skills will make all of them, if they're script form, we'll make all of them appear amazing and awesome and legitimate. Well, of course. Right. But, I mean, we... That's what we yeah, do. That's, that's what we true. do. Maybe we're we, not dead. Um, maybe, awesome. maybe we should hire actors just so that we don't sway the vote. Don't sway it. Uh, so, yeah, Tom, thank you so much for coming on and chit-chatting with us. It was great to hear insight, and you should become more active on the forums because you have a lot of good knowledge, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. And Nick, Stop just go Stop lurking. <laughs> I am home. <laughs> uh, Top is about to die anyways. <laughs> yeah, we got to go, man. I hate both of you. <laughs> well, you know where to find us. If not, zombiepodcast.com. You can find We're Alive there. You could email us at we're not dead podcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Blonde Nerd. You can find Nick at ButtSexMcGee. What? Um, Tom, do you have any social channels you'd like to promote before we wrap it up? Uh... I'm just, like, from Backcountry Word, and that's about it. That's good enough for us, man. We like that. So I think Nick, we're going to have to... I think we're going to have to... Uh, what? Be the people... We, we're going to have to just go jump on ButtSexMcGee as a Twitter handle. I know. I just to make sure no one else available. can get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, for Nick, for Tom, and for myself, thank you for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. And we're out. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.
No Skittles. <laughs>